Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. Now, normally we would have a news segment right now, but because we have to record this episode ahead of time, we don't have the news topics from this week. Yes. So we're going to have to make up for that in next episode maybe it'll be all news since we take two weeks off usually we do collect a lot of news items when we don't see each other for a weekend wait i'm not even gonna see you next no i know are you gonna be okay i don't know i'll I'll give you status you got like two days with me today this weekend though i'll give you some status updates throughout the weekend okay please i'm missing you a lot right now oh my Um. god please do (laughs) (laughs) okay but on this episode we're gonna be talking about when meats in your face meats in your face (laughs) or i mean we can be less graphic when you're at a very omnivore or carnivore dinner yeah it's more of like when you find yourself in those moments where like you're the only you're really you're the only vegan but you're really just noticing meat a lot like it's just it's not like a passing thing where someone's having it in a wrap or something at like the same table you're eating lunch it's just it's there yeah it's very present so we were sitting here trying to figure out what to talk about and i started telling Catherine about the dinner i was at the other night yeah and so no one else in my family is vegan yeah um but my aunt's friend had found a really good deal on lobster so they're like let's have a big dinner we have all this lobster and let's also do surf and turf so it was going to be steak and lobster for everybody else it's like a vegan's nightmare yeah and so they're like does Devin want to come and i was like yes i will be there with uh pamphlets (laughs) uh perhaps a powerpoint presentation that's hilarious (laughs) but i i restrained myself from being too aggressive but it was one of those things where maybe it's the first time or the first time in a while where it's just been very clear that i'm the only one who feels at all any way that this is like this makes me sad a little bit because you mentioned it too especially like something with lobster when they started pulling them out of the cooler in the kitchen like, you can see the full creature there. You yeah. Can, the eyes are still on and everything. Yeah. Dev and I were talking, like, when you, like, when someone has a steak, you completely disconnect from the animal it was. Because steaks don't look like cows. Yeah. You know, you completely disconnect. You can't see the emotion. You can't see the eyes. You can't see the physical features of a cow. But when it comes to, like, something you eat, like a crab or a lobster, the animal's right there. Like, yeah. you see the creature right there. Yeah. And I know it's also difficult for people who don't feel the way that we do because a lot of times especially with sea creatures they're like well they're just stupid so it's okay and like that is something that people like i heard people yeah say. it's a fish what does a fish know exactly yeah. and i don't know what happened or how it happened but suddenly like you just become this like overly empathetic person where it's like i don't yeah no, well no they're not stupid and even if they were i still don't want them to feel pain i don't yeah. want them to be hurt because you don't they're look still... at a person and be like they're stupid let's hurt them yeah like well maybe still... you do but <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't that's not the answer <laughs> they're still living creatures that yeah. whether whatever their brain function is probably don't want to die they still feel love like they still don't want to die against their will i assume yeah. I think that's a safe assumption. 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 I think that's a safe assumption to make about most living creatures. Yeah, and you know what? Even if they aren't actually feeling that, I'm feeling it. Yeah, so that's exactly. enough. You know yeah. what? We can 
sit like, here and debate what the animals are feeling but at the end of the day i'm yeah. feeling bad about it so i don't want to participate in it yeah like fish have families and all that kind of stuff like for all intents and purposes they're pretty much do what humans do just in a different way yeah and i know that a lot of people could come back with all these other things about the way like fish's social habits are different and that's not the same as the family that we're relating it to but again that doesn't matter because if it still makes us feel sad about it then we don't want to participate in it so we don't need to debate whether or not the animal feels enough of what we're feeling to justify killing them and also like i don't think that's kind of the reason people do it is like like there's not that wholehearted like if you can prove to me that fish don't feel pain yeah i'll be fine killing them it's just like it's a thing you're just like this is a living creature i just don't want to kill a living creature regardless of what they feel and i know that that sounds kind of ridiculous because i even like i look at a spider or anything i'm like no i don't want you to be hurt let's collect him and set him outside yeah Yeah. and i honestly don't know where it came from yeah it like i i agree like it's one of those things that i don't feel like that vegan that's always like like because to me that when we talk about this kind of stuff where we're like oh my god why are you killing this like yeah. it feels like that preachy vegan that yeah. one that's in your face yeah and i don't feel that way and then you get faced with those situations where you're like seeing people literally like graphic but like rip a claw off a lobster yeah. or like you're seeing whatever raw meat or something and you just like literally emotions just overwhelm you and you're like oh my god yeah and i also know that a lot of times like animals having feelings doesn't apply to people so i'll make jokes a lot to my parents i'll just be like oh are you enjoying your lobster while our planet burns <laughs> <laughs> and so i pretend to be this preachy vegan yeah. but i don't like i'm not actually gonna preach to people because like on the other side of this argument at this same dinner party i brought a vegan spinach and artichoke dip and people were raving about it all night mm-hmm. so they go and eat their lobster but then there's also like they do like vegan food yeah right so that helped a little bit yeah we made made me feel better yeah i've never been in that kind of situation i hope i'm not i don't know how i'd handle that it's just it's a lot it was weird yeah you you said you stepped out of the room yeah because i was in the kitchen just tidying up and then they bring in the cooler and they open it and i see all the lobsters i'm like i should probably go i'll just go back into the living room now yeah because it was just too weird yeah like i felt like either it was gonna make me sad or i was gonna want to start getting preachy Preachy. and i don't like being that person and i don't even like when i start to feel that impulse it's just that emotion the emotion takes over exactly and i don't like to be like emotionally respond to my emotions that strongly so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna step back go back to my spinach and artichoke dip and my wine i've been actually getting that way a lot with dairy Mm-hmm. it's one of those things that um i notice myself do it a lot where like you start you get kind of angry that people can't see it yeah and like the emotion just kind of takes over and you're like this but this but this so like i'll sometimes start being like you know but like they make milk for their babies you wouldn't want like if you had a baby you wouldn't want someone to take the milk away from you because then you're you can't feed your yeah, baby you that wouldn't you be able to take created. care of your baby and that's like you're taking away literally you're like crushing this mother's instinct to yeah. take care of their baby essentially and i literally like i'll start saying these things and i'm like oh i need to stop like i just like i feel like i don't want to be that person but like it literally just takes over and i'm just like this is you're like this is a, it's like the most natural connection that yeah. like the most natural relationship any kind of animal can have is between the animal that births them and the baby like it's such a like wholesome connection that like you're just 
people are just like taking that away and it makes me so sad I've been getting that way so much with people with dairy being like but I can never give up cheese and I'm like you can like yeah. I thought that way too and like I get that way and I'm like I need to stop <laughs> yeah I don't know when that happened like why dairy started affecting me so much I don't know I feel like for me it kind of it'll come in waves sometimes yeah. it's soy where I'm like stop being so afraid of soy yeah. everything in moderation like for every part of your life yeah. everything in moderation you'll be okay yeah. especially if it's organic soy and then sometimes it's with dairy too where it's like this is such a simple easy little change not the cheese but like milk stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. is an easy change yeah. start there um but it does kind of come in waves and then i also find that i don't like when whether i've done it or just i happen to fall into a situation or a conversation where you feel like you have to get defensive and your veganism has yeah. become like the heart of the conversation yeah. and this big debate and i'm like i don't want to be in this situation i hate when this happens i'm not veganism i'm yeah. devin that let's talk about something else that happened after Joaquin phoenix's speech oh, at yeah. the oscars and people were like i thought it was like a little too much and i was like but it wasn't at all like i loved that speech i thought it was amazing and i like felt this weird way to defend veganism because people were like oh it felt like so much to hear like just like he's so intense and i'm like yeah he's an intense guy but like for a very good reason like i'm not saying he's a great person he's obviously trying to make changes and like that's commendable but like he's intense for a very very good reason because he's trying to save the planet he's trying to save animal lives like yeah. there's a reason he's like this you know and like i think a lot of people like i think we i think we could easily be like that we actively try not to be like that yeah but like it was one of those things i was like I could I could feel myself getting angry that people were like wow it was so intense I'm like but like he's just trying to save lives that's why he's intense like you wouldn't say someone who's talking about like human death that way being really intense so I could feel myself getting angry I'm like I need to stop talking yeah. I'm just gonna sit down I this isn't the place to get angry yeah and I mean we also know that people just like don't respond well to you anyone being too intense about any topic yeah. right just the same way that that ad about postpartum got taken off the yeah. oscars because it was too real people don't respond well to that and that's the same reason like i think both of us try not to debate so much because we don't feel that it in most circumstances helps the vegan movement that much and in most circumstances i know that i don't need you all to be vegan like the people i'm debating yeah. with i don't need you to be vegan if you could be like 50 percent vegan or like work more yeah. vegan things into your life that would be great i also think that it would be nice if like people understood the fact that they were taking a life like i think people understand that there's killing involved in their meat but i think it doesn't like they don't let it like it doesn't affect them and i think that's what bothers me more mm. is that like people like they're not grateful for what they have and the fact that like literally another creature had to die in order for you to get the taste buds that you want like it just i think that's where the disconnect mm -hmm. i'm like literally on the verge of tears it's so no weird. don't cry <laughs> but that is a really hard thing for a lot of people to yeah. feel and recognize and i think we're probably very far from like a large population oh, yeah. feeling that way but like that doesn't mean that People. I don't know. You're so emotional. It's I know. so cute. <laughs> I'm adorable. <laughs> I know that there's, for some people, that connection with animals is just not going to happen. Yeah. But I don't discount the fact that maybe they'll just make enough 
transitions that we're working towards yeah a more sustainable diet yeah i just like i think that taste isn't always going to be the thing like i don't think you'll ever get anyone to completely switch Mm -hmm. because of taste because meat still tastes good Mm -hmm. if they're solely going based off of taste they might eat more vegan food Mm -hmm. but they're still going to taste other things that taste good so i wish there was just a conscious connection of like not saying eliminate it altogether but being like okay lives have to be lost let's make this meal count let's not just make it like i just need meat on my plate whatever let's make each meal count let's eat it a little less frequently if i can like all that conscious effort to understand that like a life had to be lost for this let's make it worth it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and i mean there's vegans that argue say it's never worth it Mm -hmm. but you know like make the meal count don't just be like i just want meat today because i want meat whatever you know yeah, I think actually I really like that. Make it count. Not don't just have meat because you think that it's what you need to have. Or yeah, like, got to just have meat for the sake of having meat. Have it like with purpose. Yeah, I just uh, that's where like you don't need to disc. You don't need to be like animals shouldn't die. This is horrible. You don't need to turn into that. Just understand that something is losing its life, and that that's a big thing. And to just make the conscious choice to do that or not do that at certain points right yeah and like because if we also go back like historically people weren't eating meat all the time yeah because they had to actually hunt it and find it so they ate it when they could mm-hmm. right whereas we've been and usually they were very grateful like they like pay their respects to the animal and all that kind of stuff yeah. because they don't have it very often it's not this thing that you just walk to the grocery store and get yeah whereas now we're very spoiled right yeah we can have it whenever we want but if we went back to if you had to actually hunt it a lot of people would probably shift to being like okay well we might not be able to get meat today how do we make up for that right i really i well i have mixed feelings about the joke because it came up this week about well if we don't eat the cows they'll just be too many of them i was like yeah they'll just become like squirrels and raccoons it'll be great (laughs) (laughs) got a cow in the backyard again exactly (laughs) except that yeah that's the whole thing is we breed the cows for meat yeah if we just slowly stopped wanting meat they'd get back to breeding it and then it wouldn't be like all of a sudden we stop cold turkey and there's too many cows it would happen slowly because you would like there's a thing you'd still have to use up what we've created to do whatever yeah but like and slowly cows would get back to wherever they're supposed to be on that food chain and all that kind of stuff and i it could be to the point where like it's sad to think that but like we've domesticated farm animals so much Mm -hmm. like i don't know how they would do Mm -hmm. outside of farm type thing but even if it's just like it's still they're still on farms but they're just there as animals they're Mm -hmm. not there because you need their milk or their meat or whatever it is they're just there as animals yeah and factory farms would not exist anymore exactly man when you think about that you realize like how massive of a transition this would be for the world yeah yeah just like our whole culture as a whole and how the food system works yeah yeah how much land it would free up (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't you don't think about it that often like that the scale of it Yeah. yeah this episode got so deep you know i know because it's a it's a heavy topic it is but i'm noticing like i i hear like the whole thing when people go vegan is you get really into it right away like you're very emotional you're very driven and i think that is true it wasn't true for me uh-huh. and i don't know how true it was for you I don't either think so well, i think we're getting more emotionally tied to it the longer we're vegan maybe is it because like we're very very sure that we like the food now 
yeah like we're sure this lifestyle works this works now it's literally just the animals like it's this is why we're doing it yeah and because we've like transitioned so fully that we almost like for some foods i don't remember what the non-vegan thing tastes like so the disconnect is even further right yeah so i think that's why it's like i really can't understand why you're still okay with that when i'm to the point where i don't even remember what that tastes like yeah right yeah i think it's it's the disconnect on both sides right yeah people don't understand how you can live without certain things we don't understand how they could want to kill something or take something or whatever it is mm-hmm. um and i think there's miscommunication from both sides it's like you have to like there like you can't when i talk to people about like cheese and stuff and i was like i love cheese i used to eat cheese every day yeah. now i can hardly remember what it tastes like that's not necessarily something people want to hear because they're like i love cheese why would i want to forget about cheese yeah. but it just kind of your lifestyle just kind of shifts you know mm-hmm. and i don't think people fully get that i mean you still love cheese yeah vegan cheese i oh yeah i still eat a lot of cheese yeah i don't at all but i've just made a shift to found find cheeses that are close enough or that like you don't even know if they're close enough now they just work for whatever you need them to work for yeah (laughs) um so yeah there's just like a lot of disconnect on both sides yeah and i will say like for seafood i think it is a more difficult argument because like the replacement products aren't there yet oh for so sure. a lot of times when people are like yeah but if i give up this what am i going to eat and i'm like that there isn't really something for that yet whereas like with beef we have so many yeah. products it's, we have some chicken ones that are getting better yeah. cheese and not it's that whole stuff. like the absolute you need something that's going to be exactly it's that whole you need thing something familiar to help you transition and yeah if like, i can't I get give that. them that i get that yeah. it's very especially difficult. if it's a huge part of your diet yeah. as is but like I still struggle with the whole, it needs to be absolutely the same for me to make the transition. It doesn't. It needs to be familiar enough that it gives you the same satisfaction that the other thing did. So like, um, for some people, like an easy switch would be tuna to chickpea tuna. Cause it just, you get the mayo, you get that creaminess, you get the dill, whatever you're adding to it. You still get that familiar flavors for some people, obviously it wouldn't be. Um, but I still think, I think it's about finding those the things that just give you the same satisfaction that would mm-hmm. um it's i think it's a lot of work especially if it's a big part of your diet and if, if it happens to be fish mm-hmm. if fish happens to be a huge part of your diet then that's a big change mm-hmm. this just made me think of our uh, conversation with the border crossing agent yeah. last night that was actually a, so we went to the states last night and had a great great experience coming back into canada actually and going and into going the states. but i just yeah. mean from a vegan standpoint yeah we had a great great experience because both the ways border. yeah going in we said we we're going to try some restaurants and the woman was like oh where are you going and we said root and bloom she's like i love that place yeah she gave us suggestions but she hadn't tried the brunch yet yeah we didn't end up going though it was too full yeah we next wish time. next time we'll try and then coming back um we told the guy yeah we went to try some restaurants he's like wait why did you like just what restaurants and we told him and he's like wait you just for these particular restaurants why, why you went to buffalo yeah and he said and he asked why we're like because they're vegan <laughs> and he's like oh so i assume you're a vegan yeah. <laughs> and, and like, then he yeah. goes so it's, it's pretty hard to be vegan yeah right? he's like how was your transition to being vegan and like you explained how you did it over the course of years i was did it overnight whatever and he's like yeah because my wife's trying yeah and like we just had this like really nice conversation yeah um it, we told them about our youtube channels and all that kind of (laughs) stuff like yeah it was it was such a pleasant conversation at the border 
and I feel like you would not expect a conversation to have like happen like that even like two years ago. Yeah, like, veganism is having this huge shift. That like I feel like even two years ago, the person might not even known what vegan is. Mm-hmm. So it was it was so interesting. It was refreshing. Yeah, it was really it was a really really nice experience, especially going into everyone's so nervous crossing a border. Oh god, yeah, always so nervous. You're like sitting there, you have to be. You're like behave be proper don't say anything that could be construed as something different yeah and then this guy comes and he's just like chatting with us about our veganism it's great <laughs> he was so nice yeah i hope his wife finds some good recipes and yeah keeps trying me too um but yeah so i think we're seeing positive things exactly but then i think also i think where things get discouraging when a movement has a big uplift that veganism has had recently i think you also get the anti movement uh-huh. also get a big or like not necessarily a big uplift, but you hear their voices a little bit more. So like these people who are like, like carnivore diet and all that kind of stuff, you start seeing that stuff more and it gets so discouraging sometimes because like you don't necessarily like you expect to have to deal with people who've made meat a big part of their diet, mm-hmm. but not the sole part of their diet and are so like, no, meat is everything. And it's so hard to like all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so different Mm -hmm. because like you i didn't know carnivore diet was a thing at all um so it's very interesting yeah and then you look at the people like in our like immediate lives so like you and hutch and then me and my family who we live together we eat the same foods all the time because my parents will be like if i start making my vegan jokes they'll be like we have a like when was the last time we really had meat as a meal and it's yeah. like maybe once a week yeah it's meat maybe the other day it's fish but the rest of the time it's vegan yeah right so i d- i can't give them that hard of a time but then when we go let's say to an aunt or an uncle's house where it's, always it's the meat. same yeah. family but they're like i can't even imagine living the way that you guys live yeah but because they don't realize that it's like just this thing that you transition to slowly and yeah. it just becomes normal and it's not actually that foreign yeah but it feels so foreign it's, to people on the outside of it yeah it's like creating a habit yeah creating a habit is a really hard thing to do but eventually it just feels normal mm-hmm. it just feels like oh yeah i just do this mm-hmm. um and i think because it's because it's about your diet and it feels like such a intense change right away like when people are like go vegan like instead of just talking about like as a form of a habit just like i think when people approach habits people are like oh i'm only changing one thing but when you say vegan you're like i'm changing everything Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) um so but it's basically just like you would do a habit just like break veganism out into little bits and approach them one at a time yeah that's the biggest thing right do it slowly because then the habits are one at a time well that's what i told the border guy and i was like i did it overnight but i don't advise it (laughs) And he mentioned habits too, right? Yeah. It's a lot Well, because he's like, it's a lot of change. You're like, yeah, you're literally changing your lifestyle mm-hmm. completely. So, um, and sometimes like the way you think, like I would never have cried talking about meat yeah. six years ago. So you're changing a lot about you by yeah. switching to a vegan or plant-based diet. And we've talked about like how much it's hard for us to understand people who will still like go and eat lobsters and stuff. But then we also recognize like, from the industry standpoint it's a huge huge transition for things to become fully vegan and then from a person's day-to-day it's a huge thing to transition all of these habits so like i understand it is a lot but i it's still difficult when you're faced in these circumstances 
Do we have any tips for people who find themselves at a lobster uh, dinner? Well, like, you left the room. I think that's a pretty good tip is, like, if you feel yourself really getting worked up and all that kind of stuff, like, take yourself out of that situation for a little bit just to catch your, like, emotions. Not saying you're not allowed to get upset about things. Obviously, you are. But I think it's good practice to control your emotions a little bit so that you can be, like, if you do want to say something, you can be a little bit more you can it can be more thought out and not just your emotions driving all this and like you potentially ruin some relationships like i think it's a good idea to take yourself out of situations sometimes and just take a breath yeah it was like it's not like i didn't feel the urge to say no, anything it was but just like, like i don't agree with this i don't want to see this so yeah i'm just gonna go and that was just them preparing the lobster like we still all sat at the same dinner table so i yeah, saw them all that? like cracking through the lobster and eating how did it. you do that i don't know i just kind of did just focused on your plate yeah, I was like, this is a lot of work for you guys, huh? <laughs> My meal's so easy to eat. What did you eat? I had uh, a veggie burger uh, and then everything else was like there was potatoes and there was, was a vegan. salad. Yeah, there wasn't because they put butter on their potatoes. So I just put more of the spinach dip on Ooh, my potatoes. That'd be so good. Imagine a it was like a potato salad. But imagine a baked potato mm. spinach ca- spinach dip casserole type thing yeah oh, it was good that'd be so good so i was uh, happy with my meal yeah it was good it was basic but it was delicious though yeah it but it was definitely weird just being surrounded by animals yes being ripped apart yeah yeah and they're all wearing bibs too i was like oh actually i don't need a bib for my dinner <laughs> i am not an infant <laughs> actually, no i i might need a bib though i'll definitely <laughs> need a bib for different reasons um but yeah i would suggest taking yourself out of the situation just to take a breather yep um do you have any other tips like what did how you're more about this like i haven't been a part of a dinner where there's like i guess you could argue like turkey dinners are like that too yeah if the whole bird's on the table like that that's a lot i honestly don't know i guess i just kind of once the initial shock was passed of like okay i've seen it it's here then it's just all right it's yeah it's lobster it's just like when you eat any other kind of meat i'm just seeing you eat it yeah i also think like if you're the type of person that does want to bring something up like not arguing with someone or anything i would suggest not doing it at a table full of people eating lobster (laughs) because like do it more like on a one-on-one situation you're hanging out with your aunt or whoever it is or whatever it is you know like chat have an actual conversation with them Instead of confronting a group of people at a dinner table, just trying to have fun. Yeah. Or even just like, like let people know how you felt about it. Like not from a confrontational way, Mm -hmm. just being like, you know, that was like, that dinner was like hard for me because of this and this and this and Mm -hmm. like explain it like any way you would handle any other emotional situation. Right. Um, And just kind of explain that. Yeah, like that would be a good idea. That was kind of sad because that was very graphic and very in my face. If it had been like lobster in a different form, yeah, would have been fine. Like if it had been like a lobster roll, exactly. It's already there. It's done. Whatever. But like, yeah, it's like going to a butcher shop and watching someone butcher a pig. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think like approaching it as intelligently and as calmly as you can. 
which can be hard to do it's very difficult thing to do for sure and like at the same time i was not forced to go to this dinner i knew what was going to be at the dinner i knew what i was going to see i think i think it's because you hadn't experienced something like it since going vegan like you haven't been like you i don't think you thought it was going to be as hard as it was i didn't really know how i was going to react that's why i was just making jokes about bringing pamphlets and stuff so like (laughs) i could just go full vegan on this you should have brought pamphlets i didn't have any but like it, people set up like napkins in the yeah, plates instead just put the pamphlets plate. yeah. <laughs> they go around set the table and you just follow them with pamphlets <laughs> on each table <laughs> oh that would have been funny hi before we dig into our meal i would like to say a few words about veganism <laughs> we're not gonna say grace we're gonna say <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i don't have a lot of tips i know that's not very helpful i mean if but you feel like it w- would have been too difficult like don't, don't go. go to the dinner yeah don't feel bad about saying no yeah and it sucks too because you feel like oh i've missed out on getting to spend time with my family but if you honestly feel like that situation would have been too difficult for you you can hang out with them another time it's also yeah it's not worthwhile that won't be worthwhile bonding time with your family if what they're doing is just gonna make you sad and upset yeah and i will say like genuinely me bringing a dish that everyone really yeah. liked did help yeah like i felt really good about so that question yes if they do another one of these will you go yeah, probably, because yeah. it was still really fun. Okay. <laughs> I don't get to see a lot of those people yeah. very often, so I was like, I want to go. Okay. Um, But I would, because I was really trying to debate what else to bring, because yeah. I was like, how do I compete with lobster? It's such a different dish. Yeah. Right? It's an elegant dish. You yeah. You have to bring something that has, like, elegance to it. Yeah, which, which is why, like, I really focused on the snacks. As soon as I showed up, I was like, I'm just going to take over the kitchen and prepare all the snacks. Yeah. Um, there was two non-vegan cheeses, but then three vegan cheeses. Uh-huh. So I had tried to make it primarily plant-based. Um, but yeah, focusing on the snacks was easier because I really didn't know what to do with the dinner. How do you approach someone who loves lobster? I don't know. Tell them to eat tofu. I, yeah, really exactly. Don't. I was like, I can't. So I would, I would try love, to figure out what to bring. I would love people like if you people who are listening if you've like if there's like a lobster dish you really liked and you found a way to veganize it that works in a way like obviously it won't necessarily work for everybody yeah. but like i'd be curious about that because seafood is still one of those things that i i don't even try to veganize any seafood dishes exactly like, you it's a really hard thing to replicate mm-hmm. it's really difficult yeah that's why i was like even if i bring something else it'll be almost a completely different cuisine yeah so i didn't know how to fit in because like even like fish and chips like there's a lot of vegan versions of fish and chips yeah. but for the most part you're just you're getting the familiar batter that like tempura style batter and you're getting chips the texture and the flavor inside isn't fish yeah but like it's good enough around that you're like yeah this kind of tastes like fish and chips mm-hmm. um so, but like lobster doesn't have that thing that you can be like do you drown something in butter and you're like yeah this tastes like lobster i could get into that <laughs> so like i don't in butter i don't really know what the equivalent is that's what stumped me like, the most what yeah. are the key things that your dish needs to have in order to satisfy what a lobster would do yeah right? what does a vegan bring to a surf and turf what is the vegan surf and turf yeah okay guys i don't know let us know if you know yeah please all right well that's gonna be it for this episode of camera eats first that was a very very vegan episode yeah very vegan episode uh, i cried yeah. i didn't expect to cry that was weird <laughs> I'm questioning myself. No, don't. It's okay. You're allowed to feel things. I just like didn't expect to be this kind of vegan ever because <laughs> I'm not this kind of vegan. 
It just makes me so sad. I now. think you're just growing as a person. I am. Actually, we were supposed to talk about that I'm on our so, last episode. I'm so much more empathetic now. Yeah, it's true. The empathy is real here. Yeah, I cry a lot, guys. Me too. Like, so it's not just much. empathy for animals. It's no, really like, oh, I just cry. I happy cry. Sad cry. You just cry. <laughs> that's what happens. Okay, that's going to be it. We are two market girls, not like. Not two crying no, girls. That's not us. <laughs> You can find our recipes at twomarketgirls.com or twomarketgirls on YouTube. We are also twomarketgirls on Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. Give it a rating and review. It helps our podcast grow. And we always love getting messages on Anchor. Sarah, thank you for your message. Yes. Last week about me going to speed dating, I uh, maybe someday I will consider it. Devin's gonna, I'm going to sign Devin up for vegan no. speed dating. No. And I'm going to get no. him to vlog it. No. Imagine you no. showed up to a speed date with a camera. You're like, <laughs> hi, I'm with my first date. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> and I will be single forever. Thank you. Yes, but it'll be hilarious. Well, that's all that counts. <laughs> okay goodbye bye